listeners and welcome once again to another episode of Homeschooling Matters, where we talk about matters pertaining to homeschooling as well as the value of homeschooling. My name is Nikki and I'm your host. So today's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, Up to yesterday, I was approached by another local television station for another interview. And this interview was supposed to be about 10 minutes. It was going to be taking place live at their 2 p.m. newscast. Um, was going to be broadcast, of course, on the internet, etc., on their Facebook pages and on the radio and so forth. And the questions that came to me, they really spoke to me just how much people are seriously considering continuing to homeschool. Locally, our Ministry of Education has announced that schools will be reopened on September 1st. So that means that the entire last term, which is this term from March or April, which would normally be just after Easter. So since school closed before Easter, when some people may call it spring break, depending on where in the world you are. So since school had closed then, when this whole pandemic or pandemic, people call it all manner of things now, occurred, it has been closed for the entire term. And we are approaching July-August vacation and children would normally be at home, etc. So the question is now being asked, if people want to continue homeschooling, what's their next step? You know, what curriculum should they look into? And a host of other questions along that vein. Of course, in the few minutes that we had for that telephone interview, I wasn't able to address a lot of the issues and concerns that parents had. So I said, you know, I'll just make a podcast out of it. I came across an article written by Rebecca Chambers. She's out in the UK. So I don't know if anybody in the UK is listening to me and we happen to know her. She did a fantastic job of articulating what I've been saying for a long time. The name of the article or the Facebook post that she had written was called What If? And I will share it. If they cancel the rest of the school year, students would miss approximately six months of education. And they did. All right. Many people are concerned about students falling behind because of this. Yes, they may fall behind when it comes to classroom education. But what if? What if instead of falling behind, quote-unquote, this group of students are advanced because of this? Hear me out. What if they have more empathy? They enjoy family connection. They can be more creative and entertain themselves. They love to read. They love to express themselves in writing. What if they enjoy the simple things like their own backyard and sitting near a window in the quiet? What if they notice the birds and the dates the different flowers emerge and the calming renewal of a gentle rain shower? What if this generation are the ones to learn to cook, organize their space, do their laundry and keep a well-run home? What if they learn to stretch a dollar and to live with less? What if they learn to plan shopping trips and meals at home? What if they learn the value of eating together as a family and finding the good to share in the very small delights of of every day? What if they are the ones to place great value on our teachers and educational professionals, librarians, public servants, and the previous, previously invisible essential support workers like truck drivers, grocers, cashers, custodians, logistics, and healthcare workers and their supporting staff? Just to name a few of the millions taking care of us right now while we shelter in place. What if among these children, a great leader emerges who had the benefit of a slower pace and a simpler life to truly learn what really matters in this life? What if they are ahead? And that's the end of her post. 
And like I said, it was so beautifully written, so well articulated. I just had to share it with you. She basically summed up everything I've been trying to say and trying to get out there. So some of the questions, as I mentioned to you, came from this journalist, from this news anchor concerning people that may be very well interested in continuing to homeschool. In our country, the Ministry of Education has announced that school will reopen on September 1st. Um, and of course, that's a much longer period of children being out of school than ever before, especially when you take into consideration July-August vacation being upon us. I will answer by saying, what if they are ahead? You know, everybody's in the same boat. Nobody's really going to fall behind. I do hear the concern of parents who may have to leave and go to work if they are essential workers. Right now in our country, we are in phase three of our reopening process. So a lot more people are going back out to work. And so I can see, of course, now parents are now grappling because daycares are still to remain closed. They're not supposed to reopen until, until school reopens in September. So I could understand the concern. You don't want your, your children to be in front of a screen, in front of their computer screen or their tablet or their phones. 24-7. And so you want to find something to occupy their time. So I understand that. And even if you as a parent are still working from home, I understand that, which was one of the questions. So people who are considering continuing to homeschool past this pandemic, this crisis period, because of course, I've said it before and I'll say it again, what people were doing during this period was not homeschooling, it was crisis schooling. Then that decision has to be made soberly. You have to be sober-minded when you decide, okay, I want to decide. I want to homeschool my children going forward. It is not a decision to be made lightly or to be, to be entered into casually. It should not be a decision that's driven out of fear. It has to be conscious. It has to be sober. You have to weigh all of the pros and all of the cons. Homeschooling is another way of educating your children. Just like you have the option of public schooling, you have the option of private schooling, homeschooling is another option. You have to decide if you want to go the conventional route of homeschooling, where you have curriculum, etc., whether the curriculum is online, whether it's literature-based, whether it's a work text approach, you have that decision to make there. If you want to go the route of life schooling, where life is the classroom, and I, I subscribe to both. We do curriculum, and I do subscribe to life being the classroom and learning through life. So almost anywhere, at any time, we can learn a lesson, all right? You have to decide whether you want to do unschooling or world schooling. So make a decision soberly, and I would dare say with all parties involved. That's one. Um, one of the other things that I would like to let you know that is that I have also changed how I have been homeschooling my children over this entire time. Of course, you know, you've heard my story that I started off schooling at home when I first started 11 plus years ago and how it evolved into homeschooling and homeschooling the conventional way using some work text and mainly the literature based approach using online resources as well. But within the last three to four weeks, we have done a lot more life schooling where life really was our classroom more than ever before and getting our children involved in the things that were important, that were crucial, learning to become more resourceful and even more frugal than we were before. Um, I have tried kitchen gardening before and it's always been a colossal failure. We would get a yield, but the crops will never be 
um, as they should. They would be dry in some in some cases. The crop may wilt and die either from overwatering or underwatering, or from just an infestation of bugs, caterpillars, slugs, you name it, um, ants. Now I have found that I've started kitchen gardening again. This time with the little ones, the littles. And they are so enamored with the idea of gardening. Before they could even stagger out of their rooms properly in the morning, they are there looking to get the watering cans to go water the plants, to weed up the trough and to see what needs to be done in the garden even before they have breakfast. With the first four, that wasn't the case. They were not as outdoorsy as these are. And it's been going really great. I've been involving them because we don't have that much backyard space to build vertical planters and we've built it and we, ha we have broccoli and cabbage growing in those vertical gutter gardening planters we've made. Um, we've put some flowers and stuff as well. We have grown some seasonings. We have grown chives and sage and lots of different herbs and spices that we need for our kitchen for seasonings and so forth. So there's so much more involved and I will read just to end um, something that I read from Pam Barnhill. She is a homeschooler and she has a site that um, speaks to homeschoolers as well. I will read a quote from what she had said for you. She says, when the value of our homeschool is in relationships, truth, goodness, beauty, ideas, and a love of learning, it seems that measuring success without taking into account daily emotional needs, sudden interests, the need for character training, or the draw of an exciting new read aloud is clearly missing the mark of our reasons for homeschooling in the first place. And right now, one of the sudden interests of our children is gardening. And so we've been spending a lot of time within the past three, four weeks. That's pretty much what school was about. We have gone onto YouTube. We've looked at videos from reputable gardeners. Epic Gardening is one of them that I found to be really fantastic. I think Kevin, I think the guy's name is, he's really very thorough. And so we learn a lot about gardening. We've even been able to come up with some organic solutions that will help to rid our garden of pests and other things that have been attacking our crops in times past. You know, we have learned a way to make our own self-watering cans, for example. Instead of putting pebbles at the base of our, our um, plant pots, we're now cutting up sponges, like old kitchen sponges. We would wash them out and cut them up. We put them at the bottom of the pot before we put the dirt in uh, and we would wet it. And what happens is when you wet the soil, the plant, of course, absorbs whatever nutrients from the water um, and the excess doesn't just drain out through the pebbles that would normally be placed at the bottom of the pot, but it goes and it's soaked up by the sponges. And when the soil now dries out, the, the soil is now able to extract whatever excess water was in the sponge. So we have basically been able to create our own self-watering pots. And that's fantastic. That's just from doing our own research online. We weren't looking for that particular thing, but we stumbled upon it. And so instead of going to spend money on self-watering plant pots, we have now been able to create our own using what we already have and something as simple as sponges. So it has been a very learning, ridiculously, I should say, wonderful learning experience for me as well. I've always been a very frugal person. And so... I mentioned to you about the huge leak that we had in our backyard. Just recently, we made some chairs for the little girls out of the excess PVC that we had coming out of that catastrophe when we had a busted leak under the house, that busted pipe, I should say, under the house. So I've been able to take the resources that we have and repurpose them 
I've been, I have a plan to take some of my husband's old, well, they're not even old, they're fairly new dress shirts that he just, he doesn't need anymore because he lost some weight. We're going to repurpose those dress shirts. I've already done two repurposing projects with them where I turned one of his dress shirts into a skirt for one of our older girls. And then I turned another one into a tunic top for one of our younger girls. I have plans to make them into aprons. In fact, you can go onto my Facebook page. It's fairly new. It's called Living Large. Okay. Facebook.com forward slash Living Large by Faith. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can see what we have been up to with our homeschooling. We've been making more things together, baking more together, cooking more together, sewing, gardening, building. It's been really fantastic. So I want to say to parents out there who are really looking at delving deeper and pursuing homeschooling as their means of educating their children going forward, even past this pandemic, enter the decision soberly, sober-mindedly, not out of fear. I understand your concern. And as parents, we can't help but worry at times. But make sure you have You've made a conscious decision. Involve all parties, mom, dad, children. Take the time to prayerfully consider what curriculum you would like to use based on your child's needs and their learning style, and then go for it. This podcast will be here to lend support um, through my own sharing of my life and my homeschooling journey, as well as the interviews that I will do with other people who are homeschooling or who have homeschooled and what. Um, we can probably glean from them to, you know, help you on your newfound journey. So that's about it that I want to share with you today concerning homeschooling going forward. If you have any questions or comments or anything you'd like to add, please feel free to leave me a voice note on the Anchor app. Or if you're listening to me on another platform, by all means, you can send a message to me. I can be reached at daughtersotk at gmail.com. Um, But really, just leave me a comment on any of the podcasting platforms you listen to me on. I'll be happy to respond to you when I see it.